Hello, welcome. You know what I was thinking for our intro? <laughs> you already used that one. No, if we did it in tandem like the twins from The Shining. Okay. <laughs> okay, you want to do it? Okay. Welcome. welcome. No, say hello first. <laughs> oh, okay. Hello. Welcome, welcome to the Wisecast. I'm your host, Winter Sturdivant. And, and with, with me, me as, as always is Angel Ortiz. How's, How's it going? going? That was good. That was good. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was, this is episode That was creepy, dude. <laughs> yeah. We are in sync. And our levels are like super high. Sorry about that. I know. I'm enthusiastic. You yeah. know what it probably was is that we were talking at the exact same time. That's twice the volume. Twice the volume. <laughs> All right. I'll accept that. Yeah. But you know, like, keep your head away from the mic. Is this good? No, it's not. Oh, what's that uh, Robin Williams movie? Miss Doubtfire? Or whatever? He's like, look, I'm a hot dog. The one where he's in Alaska? <laughs> Is he in Alaska? No. In Al Pacino? Oh, that's Insomnia. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? No, I was talking about Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. Oh, that's so weird that he did that movie. Was That that was a Nolan movie, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, didn't he do another one where he was uh, a photo clerk? This was... This was during scary Robert Williams days, which turns out it was every day for him, but... Now it's tragic Robin Williams yeah. days. V- so what was that. it called? <laughs> Photomat. Or a 20 millimeter? Eight, no, that's Nicolas Cage. No, that Nicolas Cage was in 9 millimeter. 9 millimeter. Robin Williams was in the sequel then. <laughs> 10 millimeter. <laughs> Episode 93 of the Wisecast, and we are still on point with our jokes. So what have you been doing this week, Angel? Nothing. <laughs> you must have been doing something. Like, you're not sitting at home in a couch, just like staring at a blank wall, right? You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I knew anything I would say you were going to come back with, you'd be surprised. No, just a lot of work and stuff, dude. Yeah? It's all good, though. How's everything over at the screen printing path of the show? It's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Sorry, I guess I should... Sorry. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, what makes it great? Um, Tyson. Okay. Shout out. Also on there. And their shirts. There you go. Yeah, how's the uh, pack membership coming along? Oh, yeah, I guess I could talk about that, huh? Yeah, stop like making me have to like pry info out Is that what you want? I just want you just to get talk. get to that point. I just want you to talk, Angel. Okay, yeah, so this is kind of like a promo thing, but not really, but also it is. It's just a, tell people uh, Okay, it's like a promo thing, but it's not like, we're not in the ad block, but, um, so for anyone that doesn't know, we're trying to kind of get the word out there, the PAC membership, or Pathos Apparel Club membership, is a weekly, or monthly, sorry, monthly, uh, subscription service, where you give us 25 bucks, and then every month. We send you a mystery bag full of custom-made apparel or or just some sort of swag that is usually made locally. Um, and we're trying to do it now so that we can partner with local businesses to kind of get uh, the, the names and the spirit of Mariposa local business out into the world. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And if you want to be a member, you could contact us at uh, pathoscreenprinting at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. 
That's pathosscreenprinting at gmail.com. Why do you have to pronounce it like that? Uh, because sometimes people think that there's one S. Yeah. But there's two S's. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, drawing a blank here on episode 93. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, uh, man. Yeah, how was your like, week? Let me ask you, how was your week? My week is always busy, Angel. Yeah. I got papers to write. I got scripts I'm writing. I got League of Legends to play so I can be a true eSport player. <laughs> but you don't play Fortnite? I don't play Fortnite. Well, it's not like you're a true eSport player then. No. There was eSports before Fortnite, people. But do they matter? Yes, they do. Because while everyone else is going to eSports, the, I mean to Fortnite... In PUBG, I'll be there to pick up the pieces. Of right. Video. And I would love to be a shoutcaster for one of those games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be a play-by-play. Angel could join if he wanted. No, I'll play video about... games. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess I could do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. They had. Did you know that a while back, I think it was a Monday Night Football, they had Dennis Miller as a play-by-play of like a color commentator. Who? Dennis Miller? Who's that? What? Yeah, who is that? Is he from the 90s or something? Is this one of those things where like someone older gets mad because I don't know who like Allison Chains is? <laughs> I would like you to send your hate mail to wisecast.com. <laughs> um, yeah, Dennis Miller was is an ex-Saturday Night Live a comedian who did Weekend Update for a long time. Um... Before I think, yeah, before Norm Macdonald. Oh, okay. And uh, he he has he does jokes that are like very high using highbrow terminology, like so uh, pretentious. Yes, he, he's <laughs> the epitome of like pretentious uh, comedians. Like I'm trying to find a good example of like uh, um, of like the way she walked was like. Helen Keller on stilts. <laughs> that sort of thing. Right. That that was a terrible... That was one of his jokes. Maybe don't could, air that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, this is a... I don't I'm agree, offended. I don't agree with his comedy right. sometimes. But that's the type of stuff. Like, he'll just, like, throw out, like, random word associations and then go on these long rants. And then, then he goes, well, that's just me. Well, speaking of not agreeing... With his comedy, yeah, or what he's saying, does he have the right to say it? And that's a segue into our our first uh, thing, our first uh, topic, or what we're talking about today, <laughs> guys. Very it's good. it's 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 a weird one, but we're we're doing good. Yes, we're doing it live. The oh, I can't say anything else from that rant. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um... Yeah, tell us what's what's been going on on Twitter. What, what's been going on Twitter? Okay, so <laughs> this is great. Um, so I'm actually not too informed on this. I'll, I'll be honest. So I don't read, right? Um, but basically, uh, uh, maybe maybe some of our listeners know, maybe you don't. Um, of this character Alex Jones or his uh, news. All you globalists know about his agenda. I don't know if I'd even call it a news organization as much as I'd call it, like, propaganda. 
clickbait propaganda. No. Anyway, well, that's um, very privileged of you. But we'll go on. Okay, well, well, we'll get into it in a second then. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, about a month ago, he started getting either uh, temporarily uh, suspended or straight up banned from a lot of social media and like, like, I know he was banned off like iTunes and mm-hmm. Spotify, and then he was banned off. Um, no, he was suspended from Facebook, and then he got a suspension from Twitter, and then, as it turns out, just this week, this past week, um, Alex Jones was permanently suspended off Twitter, despite the fact that Twitter CEO um, was actually trying to defend Alex Jones and just gave him a temporary suspension, um, except for, um, so right now, both uh, the CEO, or like, people from Twitter and Facebook are are essentially in court right now for, um, I guess, like, pushing a, a, a bias, right, mm-hmm. on on their platforms. Uh, and during one of these hearings, like, Alex Jones approached the CEO of Twitter and was, like, <laughs> harassing him, like, while live streaming on the Twitter platform. So, so as of this week, Alex Jones was um, banned from, from Twitter yeah, permanently. Like but his Facebook suspension is now over. Although I I would only give it a matter of time before he's like suspended again or just permanently taken off, but you could still watch him at uh at the Infowars website for any of you Info Warriors that still need to get your uh, Alex Jones fix. Yeah, I need to find out where I can buy more Infowars Vitality tablets. Right, <laughs> yeah. but basically the narrative of this is that well, so I should actually get into like why. Uh, YouTube and Facebook and iTunes and Spotify, why they were uh, uh, banning uh, Alex Jones and Infowars. Basically, they... Um, well, we could just sum it up like they just disagreed with their mess- his message, right? You could say that, yeah. except for their terms were very uh, vague, and I think they did it purposefully, mm-hmm. because they said that he was violating their um, policies on things like hate speech and slander. Right. Um, the only problem with that is that Alex Jones has been on the internet for like about 10 years yeah. now and the terminology that like I know YouTube used was very vague which kind of throws it up in the air of like yeah it's good that you're like cracking down on things like hate speech and fake news but at the same time you're not using specific enough terminology where like any other YouTuber gets a better idea mm-hmm. of like what they can and can't say. Right. Um, that would be viewed as, like, hate speech now. Right. So, um, trying to put this in a perspective so that people can understand, like, young people's thoughts on this. Um, I'd be curious to see if we have any disagreements on this. But would you say that, um, boil it down, and if you have any thoughts on this, please put in the comments below. Mm-hmm. Don't um, at me, bro. <laughs> Do you think that uh, YouTube has the right to remove content from their channel? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, from their not their channel, from their website. Yeah, from their intellectual property. Okay, good. I would say that they, as a as a company, do have that right. Mm-hmm. But I thought there was the butt coming in. Oh no. The, okay, good, good. Um, so with that, uh, yes, I wanted to clarify that because you did say Alex Jones. Uh, has been on the internet forever, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they need to have them on their own platform. Right. Um, 
I think there is a like in this is in young people. There's a misconception that uh, YouTube is a public utility, right, or something like that. When um, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, it, it is not. It is a still a company, right, that people are posting their videos on. So YouTube has control over said videos right. and content. Um, well, and part of it too, like I, I think that just for disclosure's sake, like yeah. this is why the language that full YouTube, disclosure, yeah, yeah. So this is why the language that YouTube decided to use is so concerning to me. Uh-huh. Um, and it's because just this last year we were seeing what was called the adpocalypse, which was basically a bunch of a lot of people were hit by it, where um, a lot of uh, YouTubers' advertisement revenue uh-huh. was being taken away. And a lot of uh, YouTubers weren't even allowed to have advertisements on their videos, meaning that there's like these months of work that they're doing, yeah. all of a sudden they can't get paid for it. Um, and part of that was because sponsors were getting upset with seeing their like Eminem commercial over like an Infowars video or right. a video that makes like in, like really offensive jokes or something. Yeah. Right? Like, I know H3 got hit by it really hard. Philip DeFranco was yeah. hit by it. So, like, a lot of channels were hit by it really hard. Um, to the point where, like, it became almost unsustainable for YouTubers to keep just doing YouTube the, the way that they've been doing it for years now. But I think that the reason they're, ta- they're cracking down on Alex Jones, as much as I think that they have the right to ban him, mm-hmm. I think that the real reason behind it is because advertisers, the people with with money, are getting upset yeah. at like at YouTube for allowing this to go on. So I think that it's not really addressing like the real problems with like this as a platform, you know? Yeah. So you're saying that it's not a YouTube is is not a acting on a, on a social justice conscious right this. Right. Well, yeah. It's, yeah, I would agree with that. They're they're definitely looking at the bottom line. They are. Yeah, I think they saw what happened last yeah. year. Adver- a, a lot of advertisers pulled out. They yeah. no longer run ads on YouTube, and that scared YouTube. Right. Because, like we said, YouTube is a company, and a company doesn't exist to give people a platform. A right. company exists to make money. Right on. Yeah. So that's just like like one aspect of yeah. it. That's like the YouTube aspect of it. But we were getting into something um, when we've talked about this before, which is like the whole freedom of speech aspect of right. it. And this is where, as much as I think YouTube has the right, or all these uh, platforms, they have the right mm-hmm. to 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 remove uh, this content from their platforms. I think that to to a degree, it does set a really weird precedent right it's almost kind of scary in that whether we like it or not these platforms that we choose to use they become like how you were saying they're almost like like necessities now right um now that it's gotten to a point where if you take someone off one of these platforms you almost are censoring their free speech even though they still have the right to say it but you're taking away a huge, um, like, aspect of, of how these people get the, their, their speech across, you know? 
Yeah, but I think there's also um, something to think about here. That, uh... Yeah, I'm just looking up different things that are still allowed on Facebook. Right. <laughs> yes. Which um, is why the KKK is... <laughs> yes. Um, it's interesting that just uh, your once you start going down the road of we are now not only um, providing this platform, we're also now the moral arbitrators. Mm-hmm. Like, we will determine what content will be on here. You are now at the mercy of the mass. What <laughs> the mass is. And uh, we can find similar evidence to YouTube where they're trying to democratize I, I would say with like what content becomes trending right but the right, problem right. is the vast majority of YouTube users are people under a certain age so content that we would want to see gets pushed in the background right but things like meme compilations right <laughs> come up well even that was yeah. happening with um, Philip DeFranco's show this past month yep um, Philip DeFranco's show who like just personally, uh, to me, is one of the most, like, objective, like, down the middle, just says the information. It does give his opinion, but with the clarification that it's his opinion. He's a news show, right. but essentially because of the stories that are really important for people to hear and that he felt were really important to cover, he was getting suppressed to the point where even his own subscribers weren't seeing when he was posting videos. So it got so bad to the point where YouTube, uh, the not necessarily the corporation, but the algorithm was suppressing his videos from reaching the the most amount of people possible. Yeah, um, there's a... So then there's also, like we've talked about freedom of speech, which I would say in this instance, we're in a setting where there is no guaranteed free speech because the internet is provided by a company the website that you're using, the platform, right. is owned by a company, and all these other things, that um, there might be an argument that they can't infringe on your freedom of speech, but until they make the internet a public utility, <laughs> which might happen, might never happen, would it be good? Would it not be good? We'll, well find out. it's not out. happening anytime soon. <laughs> we could get into that. Yeah, but... which could be good, which could be bad. Um I think a lot of people were kind of wrong on the, uh, on whatever that thing. Net neutrality? Yeah, net neutrality All I'm saying is, like, dude, whether you agree with it or not, you need to look into it because it's scary how many Americans didn't even realize, like, it was a thing. Or, like, like the implications that it has. Um, Whether you're for net neutrality or against it, like, you really need to know about it, like, research it you know yeah i'm just like looking up different things that are still available on facebook technically (laughs) dude there's nothing wrong with the communist party it's just an ideology all right (laughs) (laughs) okay um you could say that about nazis as well whoa i wasn't gonna go there (laughs) but it's just an ideology it doesn't have feet and kill people so, so, whatever. Going back to like this. <laughs> what did you say? I'll, hold this, on. I'll accept that whatever as victory. Yeah. Okay. You won. Whatever, man. Um. So going back it's to. It's not this, about winning, Angel. It's you, about your argument. Pro Nazi party won the argument. So. <laughs> so take that as a victory if you want it. 
But back to this um, idea of free speech. To... I'm sorry, people. We're, we didn't mean to make light about the... Um, the... The concerning part is, for a lot of people, a lot of people were actually really... I'm listening. Okay. Uh, were, were, were happy or uh, that the... Uh, that Infowars was being blocked or banned off off these um, platforms, but that's even more concerning to me. Where you could rally people behind this, because what like this is just where our culture is at now. Exactly. But what's gonna happen when it's your words that are being blocked or banned or suppressed? Yes. Because all of a sudden you find yourself uh, disagreeing, and obviously yeah. like. To draw a one-to-one comparison with the things that Alex Jones supposedly said isn't the same thing, but you shouldn't cheer this as uh, a step forward for social justice without recognizing that it's also a step backwards in, in I guess, like equality and free speech. Yeah, um, to quote uh, Dan Carlin in his podcast Common Sense, it's like, the actions taken by people now that you agree with you have to be comfortable with, well, I mean, with the laws or, like, the precedents set by the people that you agree with now, you have to be comfortable with in the future when a new party comes into power yeah. having those laws right. and that precedents set. Um, okay, they're pretty good on blocking that. But, yeah. Um, yeah Are you just, still looking up, like, communists? No, I'm looking up something else. Oh. Don't worry, don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> I won't ask. Okay. Um, is this it is like your work computer? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. is that? Why do a bunch of people send you videos? Or what's uh, that? This is a picture. It's a, it's something. It's a Facebook group. Okay, moving okay, on. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> moving on, we don't have to talk about it. Okay. So, yeah, and I think everything we say goes ne- again with Twitter. Twitter has probably a bigger... Um, history of banning people, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, yes, the the uh, the trickster, the yeah. trickster god in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. and, and honestly, like I would agree with the Twitters or the yeah. Facebooks or the YouTube if you were more clear and consistent about when you're gonna take this action, why you're gonna do it, like what people need to look out for, so that this doesn't just happen to them. Not not even knowing like that's why right. i don't like the language that they're using around this right. um and maybe like like i know you're not supposed to but maybe even include specific examples of of <laughs> of when uh, a violation happens so people have a better idea because i i almost want to say that it's these companies obligation to communicate that yeah with with its users yeah well it's like if you if you want to make people happy i i think what's always boil like i'm just using an example of of hockey every year they make little slight changes to the rules oh that starts next month huh yeah next month or like even in other sports they make slight adjustments the referees focus on things differently and uh Play and they constantly say the players are okay with that. You just need to be clear yeah. and be consistent. Yeah. And uh, and once again, being arbitrators of the rules, it sometimes it's not going to be consistent. Right. <laughs> it's particularly when you uh, equate uh, human error, 
um, human fallibility, and you know, right. just being terrible at your job. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think it now would be appropriate time to say that the the views expressed in the Weisscast do not condone the, uh, do not express the views of both Ethos Mariposa, Paso Screen Printing, the Alliance for Community Transformation, KRYZ. Or anybody else besides yeah, Angel Ortiz or Winchester. <laughs> yes. Oh, we. I mean, we touched on several topics yeah. today. Yeah. 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 I just want to be safe. Can you stay around to record another episode? Absolutely. Yeah. Because we'll save uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick update 2.0 <laughs> episode. We're doing another one. Yeah. We're doing. We're doing it and another one. So, what are some recommendations that you would tell people? Um, would you tell people to uh, listen to some books? Well, number one, this podcast. Yeah. Number two recommendation is um, go to pathoscreenprinting.com. <laughs> For all your pathos needs. Um, and then also, like, okay, so, whatever. <laughs> Are you making a Nike commercial right No. Now? All right, so. just you with like with a, a what do you call those shirts that don't have the sleeves? A tank top. Yeah, a tank top just with like steak grease all over it. I was saying one of those like me- like mesh fishnet. <laughs> no, tank no, top. no, you're not a hacker or a European <laughs> uh, techno right slave. Like uh, what? What's that? House music? House, or? Yeah. yeah. EDM, bro. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, so there's a movie that you kind of have to be cool with, like a darker and kind of immature sense of humor. Yeah. But a movie that I'd recommend for especially younger people to to watch as, uh, while they're in the like transitional age is uh, the movie Clerks, <laughs> directed, written, and directed by Kevin Smith. I'm checking out. What you don't like clerks? I don't like Kevin Smith. You don't like Kevin Smith? You don't even like clerks? I no. You don't like any of his movies. I think um I liked Red State. Yeah, Red State was good. Uh, I think that's one of his Can I say ones. one thing? What? I like all his movies. Uh well, I like most of his movies. Yeah. Um but I don't think any of them are good except for Clerks. I even don't think Red State is a good movie. What's the one where they turn people into walruses? Tusk. Tusk. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I like the concept it's of... It's so dumb. <laughs> like, well, it came from a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, it's going to be dumb. Yeah, well, okay, so, I, like, I'd recommend watching that movie, uh, Clerks, for, like, transitional age, uh, like, young adults and teenagers, uh-huh. um, because... I think a lot of the time when when you're someone like 17, 18, 19, up to like 20, 21, a lot of time you don't really have like a really good, clear idea of what you want to do, but there's all this pressure on you to like do something with your life right now. Right. Um, and I think Clerks is a movie that is really good at exploring that anxiety of kind of being past like the youthfulness but also not necessarily ready to make that next transition into like adulthood in your life and and i think like it's not gonna have your answers but it's 
sometimes really comforting to be able to watch something that you can identify with having that same type of like anxiety or fear um and just like knowing that you're not the only one that's unsure and also you're at an age where you maybe don't even need to figure all of this out right now you know so that's why i'd recommend clerks also it's really funny okay um and then also maybe mall rats but you know that one's a little more like immature i guess um, all right. Well, we, we're definitely going to go different routes for our recommendations. All right, let's do it then, dude. Oh, right, we're doing it. Uh, I guess I should probably recommend a book or something, but I'm oh, like, I, I, got you, I, I need to read. <laughs> <laughs> so, what something I did back in uh, younger years, like uh, high school, was that I bought a dic- an Oxford Dictionary on Philosophy, and I read through Why? It was a dollar <laughs> at a book sale. In high school, you, you did that? Yeah. And I read through through it. Okay. Uh, and I would say... We were you, different. That's all I'm saying is we were different. <laughs> and I said, I would not necessarily say that you should do that, but I would recommend like finding like an essentials guide to philosophy sort of thing, like, uh, like philosophy for idiots or a complete idiots guide. To, it's like complete, the dummies? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just read that. Uh, learn about how people have thought about things over the years. I think um, your high school years are very formative in learning about these things. Right. Um, and then, like, combine that with art and, like, see how people use their creative uh, abilities to express their ideas. Right. Like, uh, re- uh, watching Oh Brother, Where Art Thou by the Coen Brothers oh, dude. Yeah. is one thing. Then you watch it again. Knowing that, oh, this is a retelling of the Odyssey from Greek mythology. And then you watch it a third time going, oh, these are all similar elements that Joseph Campbell brought up in Heroes of a Thousand Faces. Where it's like the cycle, hero's journey continues. And then the fourth time you go, this is just a great movie. That's like, dude, all those guys' movies, well, most of them, like uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Like... Dude, if you're, like, an older person that kind of, I don't want to call it the, you know, what, whatever. I won't get into the political political aspect of this. Okay. But Old Country for Old Men, I think, is a good movie that, like, reflects on the fears and anxieties of an older person who's watching the world change around them into something new and not necessarily being on board with how it's going. So, there's that. And with that... And that's that's the podcast. It's over. Leave see, now. See, <laughs> see you next week.